from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Our buckle just a few minutes out. About 15 minutes. Buckle be with us in his slot on Tuesday's bunch to get to with him. Top of our two Griff, Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation, Gator Dave, our two, and Catch, I got Catch, Jeff Catchum from Orange Bloods, the incredibly popular Texas site. That's our three. 615-844-5600 on Twitter at Billis King. And you can email the show, King 7 at gmail.com. I was trying to think back to that 97 Michigan team. That was Brian Greasy, Charles Woodson. Yeah, Woodson won the Heisman that year. Down here, very controversial over that. But, yeah, 97, they split the championship with Nebraska. Dr. Tom's last year, they just got in a very convincing W their next natty, and they're not going to split it with anybody. Michigan, in a somewhat dominant performance, beating UW 34-13. They rushed the ball for 300 and three yards. Blake Quorum and Donovan Edwards, both over 100 yards. Michael Penix, who I'm a huge fan of, who, who doesn't like Michael Penix, did not look so sharp. That would be because of Michigan. We talked about it. This game was clearly Michigan's physicality. Michigan's dominant rostered physically the way they're built by Jim Harbaugh against Washington's athletes. Something had to give. Got to remember a year ago it was TCU's athletes. Too much for Michigan. 
Michigan spent the non-playing portion of the season not just always thinking about Ohio State, but thinking about Georgia. Georgia is the mantle we're looking at here. A roster that is physical and built like Georgia, frankly. Yeah, built like Georgia and a dominant performance for them grabbing a national championship. So congratulations to Michigan. They earned it. Michigan's got a lot of haters out there. That's fine. If you're not very good, only Notre Dame can command and retain haters when they're bad. When Notre Dame's bad, the haters still come out. Most schools, haters go away when you're bad. Michigan's got a lot of haters out there, but you can't deny what you just saw. And they're not the champion because somebody had the scoop on play calls or decoded the sideline. That's not why they're good. They're good because they're trained every day to be a disciplined, physical football team. And Michigan has all of that. Jim Harbaugh, he's not everybody's favorite necessarily. Michigan fans love him. He's awkward, but he's a hellacious football coach. And I assume he's moving on. Don't know that yet, but I assume he'll be moving on. I was just thinking, would they hire from within? Would they go with Sharon Moore, who was the interim when Harbaugh had to sit out? Or would they go outside? Would they look at a Lance Leopold? Would they look at Jed Fish? Jed Fish was at Michigan about eight years ago for a couple of years. Jed Fish took an Arizona football program his first year, they went 1-11. and 11. That was 2021. They just went 10-3. and three. He's done a remarkable job there. Jed Fish, you know his story, went to school down here in the south. He's from New Jersey, but he went to Florida. And he was obsessed. He did not play football of coaching and tutoring under Steve Spurrier. Did everything. Hung around. Did everything. Nobody, they didn't know him. And just kept hanging around until he got somebody to notice. Spurrier made him a uh, GA, a grad assistant. And that's how he got his career going. And from there, he got noticed and an NFL team hired him into quality control, and from then on, he's been building his resume. Jed, Jed Fish is the name, if they don't hire from within. Early now, not sure what their plan is, but we will find out in due course. But let's once again say to the national champions, we spend all year, starting with that first week, playing games, whittling teams down, watching teams fluctuate up and down. And at the end, there's only a couple of teams that are worthy or good enough to win a national championship. And Michigan is certainly one of them.
and they just won the national championship, and they updated the resume. Yeah. Congratulations to them. While that was happening, Quenshawn Judkins confirmed he's going to be a Buckeye. That happened as well. Quenshawn Judkins from Nowheresville, Alabama. And again, I love Alabama. Don't get me wrong, but but maybe a three-star. Barely a top 500 recruit. Has just, after compiling almost 3,000 yards in his two years in Oxford, Mississippi, visited Ohio State, did not get out of there without a commit. I am going to be a Buckeye. That is a big get for them. A huge get for them. That is a better feature running back than you've got. I like Travion Henderson. He's not Quinchon Junkins. No. I like Dallin Hayden. He's not Quinchon Junkins. This is a feature running back that can do anything you want to do. That'll be interesting and fun to watch. Tommy Myrtle Beach, Bill, Sharon Moore has already won an O versus the Buckeyes. He has a proven record. You know, and they may just elevate from within. That might be the, uh, now I'm going to say easiest pathway. I don't want that to sound like a cop-out. Sometimes schools will elevate from within, and it's an easy route, but it's also a weak route. Easy doesn't necessarily yield winning. This might. Yeah, this might. If they voted on it, if the team voted on it, then you would, I'm certain, have Sharon Moore as the head coach. And we'll see. We'll see if that's what ends up happening. But Harbaugh can ride off into the sunset with the double-finger salute to anybody who wants it. A national championship. Multiple Big Ten championships in a row. Beats the Buckeyes last three years. And now to a much more simple NFL life. Don't have to worry about name, image, likeness. Don't have to worry about poaching. Don't have to worry about re-recruiting your own roster. Don't have to worry about the future of the game. None of that. Absolutely none of it. You just go to the NFL. It's a rugged existence, too, but they'll pay you millions and millions. Already he has millions and millions, and he doesn't have the schedule 12 months a year that you have in the college game. Not many college coaches have choices. Right now, probably none of them do, like Jim Harbaugh does. And I would assume, y'all, that he takes advantage of it. Okay, I'm already seeing folks say, Bill, Wolverine Dan. I can't do it this morning, Bill. I can't. Well, he he has not dialed up, but I've already seen Craig in Myrtle Beach, for example, has brought it up a couple of times already this morning. Wolverine Dan, please, for the love of God, 
do not do this. Do not call in and do the Michigan thing. I don't even know how he does it. If I did that, it would hurt my voice. My voice would break off in my mouth or something. Yeah, I, I can't I can't seem to do that. West Coast Sooner says Bill Balls of Steel to Jesse Mentor and that defense. Affected Penix all night. Made plays on the back end. Jim in Ramsey, New Jersey. Can we let ACC officials call every game? They let kids play. That was an ACC crew. Correct. On that game. No doubt about it. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Waking up with 280 bucks in winnings. I finished first place in one of my bowl mania pickums, which was 200 bucks, and second in Tennessee Shankies pickle. 180 there. Says thanks to TTUN, that team up north. That team up north is a national champion. TTUN, you got to know your acronyms, y'all. You've got to know them. Buck, as we transition, break number one on this Tuesday edition. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Heavy rain continues to come down here in Middle Tennessee. Please give yourself extra travel time. It's already starting to build with some volume. Coming through Hendersonville on Vietnam Vets, westbound here at Gallatin Pike, all the way to Conference. Uh, there's been a couple of wrecks out here. Give yourself extra time. It's already heavy. Uh, coming down 65 there out of Robertson County uh, through Sumner County, as well through Millersville. Hey, 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out at TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. 
Cool Deck LLC. The Dexpert is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in a child's life. This message is brought to you by Cool Deck LLC. For decorative concrete, resurfacing for patios, sidewalks, garages, pool decks, and more, give the pros a call today at 615-836-9595. 615-836-9595. Visit CoolDeck.com and like them on Facebook. That's Cool Deck LLC. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Couldn't be happier for you. Well, Papa Pogue. 12.26 a.m. yesterday morning. Grace, yeah. uh, Alice Rose, eight pounds, one ounce, mm. 20 inches, uh, and uh, all is well. I didn't cry uh, when I held her for the first time. Mm. I'd already cried the first time I saw her. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Got biscuits, kitchen notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel does, and Bill King loves them all. Goes up, Buckle, with us every Tuesday. Buck, do you think Michigan elevates Sharon Moore to that head coaching job if and when Harbaugh leaves? You know, I kind of think so, Bill, but I have to say – you know, Happy New Year to you guys. I didn't catch you last week. Um, but I also think he was involved. In, did he miss one game? He was involved in the suspension in some way, shape, or form. I can't remember exactly how long he was out. But I think when you win a national championship, it makes everything rosy, right? Uh, and I would say uh, just from what they were able to do when Jim was out, he would be the logical choice. And if you want to talk about the best position on that team. They didn't win the Joe Moore Award this this year, but they won it last night. They won two years in a row, and then Washington won it this year. But that Michigan offensive line, man, they were they were dominant. Not only this game, but I saw them against Bama in person, and they were able to run the ball, whether it was Quorum or Edwards. You know, you got two guys that go over 100 yards, and that Washington defense struggled against the run this year, but they they didn't struggle like that. It was due to Michigan being able to just physically manhandle them up front early on. They they looked like they had a chance to come back, but their defensive line did the thing I said they had to do. Pressure uh, the quarterback, and their their DBs were physical and didn't let those receivers, whether it was McMillan and Odunze, run down the field. So to answer your question, it makes the most logical sense, unless Ward Manuel has somebody else in his uh, drawer that he thinks is a better better player, better higher for him right now, but I don't know who could be after the way Sharon Moore showed what he could do this year with Jim being out. From that first drive, lining up and running the ball with Quorum and Donovan Edwards, they rushed it for 303 yards for the game, though, Buck. But line of scrimmage, you could see it from the beginning. I said it was a line of scrimmage game. I mean, I talked about it. I, I thought the Huskies had what they needed up front. But this wasn't one of their better defensive fronts that they've had over the last few years. I think clearly they didn't do a good job against the run right off the bat. And Donovan Edwards hadn't scored in a a while running the football, but he was able to find the lane. And then, you know, the the biggest thing when you look at it, too, you know, I always want to know the why. 
And when you go back and watch the tape, just of those runs in particular, you have to have your defensive linemen coming off blocks. They were locked up. That, that offensive line lost one of their better players, and they were still dominant against Bama. They punched Bama in the mouth, too. Let's not forget that. And I don't care if it was Georgia or Florida State, the way they were playing at the end of the year, and Sharon Moore's offensive line guy, that was, that was impressive to watch two weeks in a row when you knew what they were going to do. There were sometimes eight men in the box. They couldn't come off blocks, and then you had linebackers or safeties filling the wrong hole just because of the misdirection and the things that they do with how they run the football. That, that was impressive to watch last week in person at the Rose Bowl, but it was really impressive to watch last night. Charles Arbuckle. Buck, what does this say big picture about Michigan? And being on top of the mountain when the SEC's been dominating. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really interesting that – you know, there was no SEC school anywhere around last night, right? But it was two basically Big Ten schools because now that Washington's going to the Big Ten, they'll be a part of that conference. Uh, Michigan had taken a while to get to this level and get into the, uh, you know, the, the championship game, so to speak. But what I will say is now it just gives you the, the, the sense and understanding that there is some parity, that there is opportunities. And if you build the right way, I, I would say this, if you build your offensive line and you're really good up front, you give yourself a chance and you have a quarterback. Let's not forget J.J. McCarthy wasn't the starter a couple of years ago, right? He had to kind of wait his turn, and you know now Jim is saying that he's the best quarterback ever. I think there's, there's been a lot of great Michigan quarterbacks, and they may disagree with that. But I think what, he's, what I think Jim might be saying is he might be my most competitive guy and reminds him a lot of Jim. If you've ever been around Jim, if you've ever – you know, here's some of the stories of Captain Comeback being involved and playing with him for a couple of years at Indy. Highly, highly, highly competitive guy. And I think he found the quarterback to fit what he was trying to do. It didn't always look pretty, but they got it done. And I think that's going to be the key for them now, too. How do they, you know, replenish and refill with not only high school players, but also uh, you know, pick who they want out of the transfer portal. Because when you're winning like that, when you win the, the, the big dance, you got the option now to pick who you want. Uh, and they've still got a lot of young players there too, Bill. I mean, they got some guys that can play. So I think Michigan is sitting in a good spot. It's just interesting to see who they're going to hire for that head coaching position. Because I think, I think we all think it's a pretty much done deal now that he won this, that he's gone. He's gone to the next level with all the openings that we had about yesterday. And we'll be hearing Jim's name and, and a lot of these uh, opportunities in the NFL. Buck, he's had a 10-year, $12 million a year contract available for him to sign for a while now. And he hadn't signed it. <laughs> well, that tells you everything you want to know, right? I would think. <laughs> I, would, I would think so, too. Um, you know, the only other thing I can think is if, if maybe the, 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 this NFL, maybe the gigs that he wants don't work out or, or it doesn't allow him to pick the job that he wants. But I really think the San Diego Chargers is one. I mean, uh, you know, I know the Panthers would be interested in Jim. I don't know with all the things that are going on with them, would, they, would that happen? But they just fired Scott Fitterer 
the other day, the general manager, and I know Jim wants to have a say in, in management. He wants to be able to, if it's not him, have someone that he can call his GM so that way he can do that. So it's going to be interesting to see with all these head coaching positions open, the Washington Redskins or commanders now. I don't know why they don't just call them the Red Tails. I've been saying that for years, but the commander's <laughs> position is open. You know, there's a lot of open open spots. Uh, Arthur Smith is gone in Atlanta. You know, if you think about the NFL, just start thinking, who who does he want to work with and for uh, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, the best possible option. And he spent time at USD, and he spent time with the Chargers. The Raiders position is open. I know he's close to that organization. So there's going to be a lot of movement here in the next couple of weeks with Jim Harbaugh, and then we'll see what happens with Michigan and how that affects them. I think if they keep the stability, what they have from a coaching standpoint, it doesn't hurt them. It helps them, and it looks like the same thing. Remember with Notre Dame, with Marcus Freeman, all the players – vouch for Marcus Freeman, and that's what they ended up doing. And I would imagine all of these players that just won and the guys that are staying will be doing the same thing to Ward Manuel. Tarzar Buckle with us each and every Tuesday. Quinshawn Judkins confirmed on Monday night he's going to be a Buckeye. How about that? <laughs> that's good. Hey, you know, the, the rich get richer, right? Uh I think the Buckeyes are in a position where their fans probably hate this, right? We know a lot of Buckeye folks here in, in, in the North Carolina area, and I don't even, I don't think many of them watched the game last night right. because, you know, for, for so long they had the opportunity and they were in, in, in charge of that Big Ten conference and Michigan kind of knocked them off the perch. But they still continue to get guys, and it's going to be interesting to see – you know, I, I think your judge, John Cooper, was judged by beating Michigan. Ryan Day hadn't beat him in, you know, three, ti- three tries. And it becomes, I don't know if they'll let him stick around for six, seven, and eight times where he doesn't beat them. So they have to really start getting good quick. You've got more schools coming in from the West Coast that'll play a role in that as well. So that Big Ten is going to be really competitive and interesting. When they trot out next, Will Howard's the quarterback, Judkins is the tailback. What does Travion Henderson do? Do you come back, Buck, because it's really good to split up carries considering that position and the deterioration that can happen, or do you get out of there because you've been disrespected? Well, I think it depends on how – they they worked us and Travion yeah. Henderson did a nice job for him this year, right? I mean, no you doubt. know, he he played well, but I think you have to be able to tell your guy, look, we got we got to have both of you, and that helps you. And what they start doing now, and I know these coaches are smart enough to say, look, it's going to help you get to the league because you're going to have less bang and pounding on you. Now the key is, will he still get his? You know, does he want fifteen, twenty touches, whether it's catches and runs? And is that going to come to to fruition? And I think that's the part that you were, you know, he would be in in line to say, hey, this is what I'd like to be able to continue my career here because I really like it. And that's going to be interesting to see how well Brian, Dan, and his staff are able to have those conversations because they're going on right now with all these guys. As you get new people coming in, as you get, you, you know, you sign somebody, you sign two or three guys every year, at certain positions to compete with folks. But you've got to do a better job of keeping your guys in, in the fold. I mean, let's just face it. Think about Florida State. 
I know they said they were upset and they had a right. They had every right to be upset. But you can't lose 30 guys and go play in a bowl game in a, in a really top-notch bowl game. And I think that's, that's where this college football situation is. How well can you work with your guys and say, hey, look, can, you know, can you stick around? And on the flip side of that, Bill, players will say, okay, well, I just saw Sam Laporta blow his knee out in a, in a game that meant something in the, in the NFL, but it was still, you know, it's football. It was three or four guys that got hurt this weekend that may not be able to play, T.J. Watt. So the players have that in their mind. Coaches have one thing on their mind, and you've got to be able to find the, the happy medium. And that's, that doesn't start at the end of the season. That's got to start every single time you're interacting with this young man to know what is his goal. I've seen it every year where at the end of the year they try to talk to guys and say, hey, would you stick around? And they're looking like, well, Coach, you haven't talked to me really all year. If you haven't built that relationship with those players, and if Travion Henderson doesn't feel like the Ohio State coaches are giving him what he really needs, then he's got every chance and every right now because in the past he didn't have that option. He would have been pushed out or been told, hey, we're no longer going to play you. You could stay here, but you probably won't play here. A lot of guys have heard that in their career. Fortunately for me, I never heard that, but I know a lot of guys that I played uh, played around the same time have heard that in certain places. So did Tony is Tony Alford, who I think is a heck of a coach and a recruiter, is he able to work with Trevion Henderson and let him know, hey, man, this is what I need. This is what's going to happen. And I know Tony's a, a great developer of players, but is he also a really good guy that can sell his people on the fact that this is what I need from him? Buck, you were at UCLA when one of the most famous names to transfer ever, Troy Aikman, came in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and, and the funny story about that is Jim Don, as Jim Donnan tells us is that Coach Donahue and his staff at first were reluctant to take Troy. Not that they, it had nothing to do with Troy. It was just the system that they ran and all of that. And Jim Donnan tells her like, Hey, I saw him at the coaches convention. And how did that Troy Aikman thing work out for you? And, and so many choice words. That was one of the best pickups for us because Troy's dad was in West Covina. He was an Oklahoma kid, but he grew up between Oklahoma and California. And he really wanted to come and play in, in California. And I think you're right. Uh, it worked out very well for UCLA, very well for Troy Aikman, very well for a lot of us, uh, and the reason why we had a lot of success during that era with him. Josh up in Pickerington, Ohio, has a few choice words here that I cannot put on the radio, but he does say, <laughs> he does say, Buck, he did not even turn the TV on. I, I know he didn't. I'm telling you, I got, I, I got many Buckeye homies. That did not they, – they, they won't even let me text them and tell them what happened in the game. I don't want to – they will block my text if I send it to them today. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, you know, but that I, – I, I love that rivalry, right? I got to play in a, in a really great one, and I hope it gets back to that level, especially now that we're going to the Big Ten. But there's nothing better, man, than turning on the TV and watching – Ohio State, Michigan playing a, in a rivalry game. It's not. And, and, and their fans get after it. Their players get after it. But at the end of the day, they have to respect one another. They don't have to like each other. <laughs> but ultimately, you got to respect one another because that's what makes the rivalry great. You don't always say the right words. You don't always do it. But you know out of the corner of your eye, you're like, okay, i got to give you a little credit. I can't tell people I'm giving you credit, but I will. And, and all those folks, when they're back on top or when they have a chance to beat Michigan again, because it'll happen, 
will be the, the Michigan fans will be the same way that I know. Hey, don't tell me anything about Ohio State. My daughter's a Michigan alum, so uh, she wants me to wear the, the blue. I said, no, I got to wear my UCLA colors. That's what's going to get us in the Rose Bowl, get us in the special places. You guys play well, beat Alabama. You won a national championship, but I'm not, I'm not going to wear the, the block M for you <laughs> like she wants me to. <laughs> Buck, I wanted to ask you, Malachi Nelson, five-star recruit from a year ago, has selected Boise State. And I'm not trying to cast aspersions to Boise State, but what happened mm-hmm. there with with Southern Cal and now he's at Boise State? I don't know. It's just kind of strange. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, it's funny, Bill. When we were – I got to do a game this year in Boise State, and they were – a little bit upset with how their collective was, you know, just like yeah. they weren't having a great year. They 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 want to they want to see more because they've had such a great run of being the you know the little engine that could. But I think they're interested. They were interested in how they could compete and needed a quarterback. And that's interesting that Malachi Nelson is going there because he got a chance. There's nobody on that roster that really makes you think like him. If he can come in and play like he was in high school. He's got a really good chance to do some things, and I think that's what they were looking at, and that's probably what he was looking at. Buck, see you next week, sir. All right, man. Have a good one. Tells our buckle every Tuesday. Griff, top of the hour. Gator Dave, hour two, and catch hour three. Jeff, catch him. Good morning. It's running pretty slow right now. Coming down Vietnam Vents out of Gallatin into Hendersonville going westbound on Vietnam Vents. Give yourself extra time through that section of Sumner County. Uh, lots of standing water out here on main and secondary arteries. Please allow yourself extra time as it starts to load up with some volume on 24 westbound through the Hickory Hollow area coming in right now from Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. A 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out. TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. I'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. 
Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6th to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. You like tackle football? Bill King does, and you can connect with at Bill is King on Twitter or into radio if you asked a mentor hey is there ever a moment when I'm doing a radio show that I should suggest to the audience that they ought to change the channel the mentor would say are you crazy the point is to have people to listen so you can sell confiscatory ads Why would you ever tell people not to listen, to change the channel? I just did that. I did. I put it on Twitter. I said, change the channel. Wolverine Dan, welcome in. Oh, Bill. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Uh, Bill, I'm I'm exhausted, man. I I, I went to bed about 1 o'clock. And, Bill, I I couldn't sleep. Uh, I'm I'm a mess. I'm so tired right now. Uh, It's a good tire, Bill. Uh, well, let's talk about my niche again. Boy, that hurt to do that. Wolverine. Now, wait wait a minute. I've got a question for you. You don't drink, but did you make an exception last night? Well, yes. <laughs> Bill, I had to, Bill. I had to. Look at it. You know, well, I tell you, Bill, uh, man, that was old school football. Man, he, he it, it took him a while. You know, at well, the beginning of this coaching journey for Bill, I mean, excuse me, for uh, Jim, uh, you know, it was like, why are we going to the Vatican? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? I think he was just, in that instance, he was just trying to keep the get the team to kind of gel and, and, and hang out and get to know each other really well as, as, as close friends would. And I, I see where he was going with that, but 
boy, it really has uh, built into a a juggernaut. I mean, it, the way they the the way they play football, how physical they are, uh, uh, run that ball down your throat. Uh, those those runs in the beginning of the game, Bill, were just outstanding. I, and I thought, okay, here we go. We're going to blow out, you know, this, this team. And uh, I tell you what, Washington at, at times looked pretty darn strong. And some of those uh, wide receivers were wide open. And, man, that ball sailed on me. And I go, thank God. You know, the quarterback for Washington is a gamer. He got pounded, Bill. Boy, did he get pounded. But, you know, uh, you got to admit that that, that quarterback there, We'll probably do well in the NFL. What do you think? Oh, I don't. I don't know if he'll hold up there. He's had lots of injuries. I'm a big Michael Penix fan, but he's had numerous season-ending injuries in his past. That that'll be tough. But I I love the. I hope I hope he is. Um, I don't know if he translates to the next level much, but he had a fantastic college career. That's not to be denied. And Griff will be with us at the top of the hour. Went to his house during recruiting. Spent time with his well, family. Knows, knows him very well. Well, uh, the majority of these players, uh, just like Corum and and JJ, you know, they have. There's, it's not just the player, Bill. It's the people behind the player. It could be a mentor that maybe not even a, maybe a family uh, member, or it could be a close friend of a family member that mentors these 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 wonderful athletes into a, a, a really, really great athlete. Uh, and Corum's no exception. Corum is just a, the story about, he says, I, it was funny. We were talking about, he, he lived in this farm and he, the, I remember his house, his barn was where he lived in. It was an old, old house, uh, farmhouse. It was painted red and somebody bought it and then he painted it green. And then he met with God, that was hilarious. He says, yeah, the first thing I do is I want to buy my property back. And, and he goes, what are you going to do then? He said, I'm going to paint that house red, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, you know, a 303 yards rushing uh, set a record, and you know they it, the record that was set by Ohio State, so uh, which is pretty special. Uh, I think you know actually if, if Ohio State would have played Michigan for the national championship, I think it probably would have been a better game. Uh, I think Ohio State uh, was is more physical than than Washington. Uh, JJ again played good enough to win. It wasn't his great game. And toward the end of the year, I don't think he was playing as good as he did beginning of the year. But the defense uh, stepped it up big time, which they had pretty much all year long, Bill. You know, the defense has really been the key to this team. And uh, that's uh, a credit to Jim and uh, his hard-nosed football. So uh, I thought to myself, okay, so I'm going to do this one more time, which nobody likes it, of course. You know it's coming. But – I might change my name, Bill, for just a year, if you don't mind, maybe, from this point till next year's national championship. I thought about calling myself Natty Danny. What do you think? <laughs> I'll put up a poll on uh, Twitter and see how that well, goes over. And, and, Bill, in my closing, I must say it. Go Blue and go Michigan. See you later, brother. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for the call. So you heard the edict there. From now on, you must call him Natty Danny. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. That's just the way it's going to be. 
Oh, my goodness. I just knew it. I just, I, I knew it had to happen. Natty Danny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll get a break. Kevin Steele retired. Did you see that? Yeah, my boy. My boy retired. Good morning. Still running slow in Sumner County right now as we start it live uh, westbound on Vietnam Vets between Gallatin and Hendersonville. Give yourself plenty of extra time again through that stretch of Sumner County. It is picking up even more with volume. 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County towards Nashville. Be careful out here with standing water on main and secondary arteries this morning. Prince's Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. Order online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. 
It's a Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Sports. Bill King knows a few things. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill, I hate to say it, but Dan deserves to celebrate. Congrats to Natty Danny. Jim and Jupiter, Bill, Natty, Danny, and then laughing, smiley face, emoji. Craig in North Augusta, Bill, I think douchey Danny sounds much better. (laughs) Oh, man. Hall in lovely Shelbyville, Tennessee. Gorgeous country there. Bill lost from last night, New Year, new Bama coordinator. What are your thoughts? Where does Nick go after Kevin Steele retires? Promote from the staff. I think T-Rob gets it. That's what Kevin feels like T-Rob's going to be elevated. T-Rob had a big voice and say in that defense this year. He was really a co-coordinator, the way it's described. That's what Kevin feels like is going to happen. Hawkeye Jason, Bill, nicknames are determined by everyone else except yourself. No Natty Danny for you. Johnny Vegas, Bill, listening to Skunk Bear makes me miss the Jeff and the Burrow days. Josh in Picktown, Bill, Bleep Bag Dan, that's what he wants to call him. Allen in Tampa. Bill, I'm going to have to gouge my ears out with an ice pick. Joe down in Boca. Bill, could you imagine a Michigan-Georgia game? It would be just a brawl. It would. Those rosters are very similarly built. With their fabric being toughness. Physicality. I love that. I absolutely love it. No Kev up in Chicago. Bill, what do you think about this group of commissioners? I know the ACC is spineless. 
and Sankey seems to be the only one that defends his conference. Well, there is a disconnect between Florida State and the ACC and the ACC office and Jim Phillips and all that. There, there is. Book Oregon heading up the committee, all that happened, not speaking up for Florida State. You think Sankey would have sat there and kept quiet? Probably not. Pretty sure he would not have. But I was doing a show down the Miller Moulton show down in, in Florida before this show. I did a segment before this show got started this morning. And they asked about the ACC. I don't think the ACC is going to implode like the Pac-12. I think it will deteriorate into more of a G5 level league is what will happen. When everything clears out and everybody's shaken out, Florida State's gone, Clemson exits, North Carolina, Miami, that's probably the list at least initially, they'll still have a league. Remember, they've added SMU, Cal, Stanford. They'll still have a league, but it will not be a – it won't be – let me put it this way. That league will lose automatic qualifier status eventually. Let me put it that way. Whatever that means, that means they're not a P4, P5, they're more of a G5. However you want to label them, that's what they will be. They will deteriorate. They will erode to the point where they will not be an automatic qualifier in the playoffs. Now, they did not officially adopt the 5-7 Yesterday, but they will. That will get redone another time in the future. The SEC and the Big Ten will see to it that that will happen. You can you can mark it. They will see to it that that absolutely happens. Top of the hour, Griff will be with us. Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. And Gator Dave, hour two, that is today. Hour three, about 20 minutes in, Jeff Ketchum, Orange Bloods, the Texas site. We'll talk with him. And next time Texas plays football, they're in the SEC conference, conference, conference. Next time UW plays a game, they're in the B1G conference, conference. It's going to be interesting times. But, yeah, Catch will be with us here. Coming up in about an hour, 20 minutes in hour number three. So those of you who were anti-Wolverine Dan, at least you got the call in and you got it out of there. You can say that. Sam Dog, Bill, I'm glad Michigan added the beat Georgia component to each of their practices. That, That happened. Yeah, it happened. All right, we're coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. 